based on what you went through to survive when you didn't have parents to teach you how to regulate your emotions and to create safety, you came up with some really very brilliant survival strategies. Now, you're not happy with them. You judge the shit out of them in adulthood, but these survival strategies kept you alive as a child, kept you safe when you didn't feel them. Guess what they are? There's fight or poke. Some of you had to fight. You know, I know a friend of mine who was, had the shit kicked out of him every time he was heading to school. Guess what? He became Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so he's a fighter. And when he gets into arguments, he's a fighter. He pokes. How many of you guys can relate to that or are married to or dating someone who predominates to this trauma response? <laughs> okay. The second one is flight. Run. It's too much, too fast. Like, I can't do this. I'm out of here. This was me. This is when you're sympathetic dominant. You guys can relate to this. This is the flight. This is the avoidant, right? So fight flight is kind of like the avoidant. I would get into fights. I would pick fights actually to justify saying, I'm getting the fuck out of here. How many of you guys can relate to that? How many of you guys notice yourself picking fights to justify saying, I gotta get the hell out of here. That, that's a very, very significant attachment style. And it's not your fault. And it's insidious. It's in your body. And talking about it once a week for 10 years, it's not going to make it go away. Going to a therapist and telling the story, unfortunately, has a worse effect because you're reliving it and, and you're telling the story and there's no healing at the level of story. The next one is a freeze. It's a hide response. This is more so with what we call, what we train you in the Cycle Breakers uh, community. What's called dorsal vagal shutdown. This is when you're a child and you had pain and fear that was too much for you to bear. It was safer for you to leave your body and dissociate. There's experiences of abuse where you have this, it's kind of like deer in headlights experience this is what happens and this is what will come up when you're healing this one of my clients when he was seven years old his sister that he's sleeping in the same bed with his father would come in in the middle of the night after he was drinking and abuse her and he actually froze and she's been having mental health issues and He's been beating himself up for 45 years because he didn't do anything. And, the, and he had carrying so much shame until he realized, holy shit, that was a freeze response. I was trying to keep myself safe. So when you're in a freeze response, the only way to move forward is activation energy. So anger, when you're in a freeze response, anger is a upgrade that moves us and propels us forward, right? So if your trauma response is freeze, the second that you commit to being a cycle breaker and say, I'm ready, immediately your freeze response is gonna come up. So you gotta be able to see that and move yourself through it. This is the biggest challenge. How many people apply to becoming a cycle breaker? Say, I wanna do it. And then all of a sudden the obstacle comes and then they freeze, which is the trauma response. If we don't understand how the nervous system works, we can't help ourselves with these responses because we become at the effect of it. 
you're in hibernation. You're stuck. You don't even want to do anything. I mean, you guys get what I'm saying. And the last one is fawn and submit. You know, just pleasing, 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 and taking care of the emotional needs of a parent who's emotionally absent, who's unwell, who's suicidal, who's mentally ill or has addiction. And in order to keep safe or super duper abusive, so to, to the five-year-old inside of you, 10-year-old wants to keep safe, has to just please and fawn. And this becomes a trauma response that keeps you alive. They're amazing. And if this is bringing up emotions, I want you to just know this is a great thing that your strategy, brilliant strategy that the childlike self inside of you made to, to survive. So there's no shame in this, even though there's so much shame about your trauma responses. Oh, I'm in dorsal, right? Christy, yeah, totally. You were on the fence for a long time, right? There's many of you who I see in our Cycle Breakers community. You've literally been on the sidelines so stressed, wanting to heal your trauma responses, but not realizing you're at frozen at the effect of them. And so what happens is there's a, it's called the xiphoid nucleus, part of your brain. If you are at that freeze point and you move forward through it, which is the scariest thing that you think you want to do, you move forward through it. What happens is the xiphoid nucleus in your brainstem activates and says, oh, I got this. What happens is this, when you move forward through something scary like that and commit, like showing up the day you signed up, for example, the xiphoid nucleus expands and activates and goes, oh, I survived that. I got this and you start to expand with your relationship of fear. Your life gets bigger. But what happens is if you freeze and then you have the obstacle, like I can't time, I can't commit the time, that, 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 whatever it is, resources, and you freeze and then you back away, it confirms your bias. Your bias gets confirmed, says, oh, glad I got away from that one. Oof. I really protected myself there. Wow. And what happens is life gets, keeps getting smaller. And then before we know it, life has gotten very small and we're now terrified. And the very thing that we need to get out, which is to, to heal, which is the trauma response will be the very thing that stops us. That's the hardest part of doing this work, by the way, those of you who are facilitators, that's the hardest part for me is seeing it, seeing it in their faces and then seeing them submit and run away. Yeah. So these trauma responses, can you see how they're related to the way that you attach to people? Fight and flight. Whether you're avoidant, whether you're insecure, anxious, whether you're disorganized, which is kind of like freeze response. It informs what our attachment styles are. So people are like dating and looking for the right person, not realizing that no matter who the person is that you're dating, you still have these attachment responses, these trauma responses that you haven't worked through. So when people ask, should I stay or go? We say, oh, just work on those and the answer will come because 
you start to shift because your relationship with the world starts changing. Instead of pointing fingers and saying that person needs to change, we're able to completely transform these trauma responses because these survival mechanisms in childhood that kept us safe have devastating consequences in adulthood. They worked for us growing up, but they devastating. And what are they? So here they are. And what I want you to do is look at yourself and tell me if you can relate to any of these. These are the impacts of unresolved trauma responses in our adulthood. Anyone can relate to this. Fixing others, people pleasing, codependency, show of hands, external validation needed. Put your hands up, living on high alert. Fear of abandonment. Feeling invisible unless you're needed. How many of you guys can relate to this? This is one of the questions. I think it was, um, who was it? Just DM me. It goes, is this going to help? <laughs> this is funny. I get these questions a lot. People who are the first timers, they go, hi, thanks. I can't wait for the breathwork session. Is this going to help me with feeling invisible unless I'm needed? <laughs> I think I'm like, yes. And that's a trauma response you've learned since you were a child. I hope you don't think it's going to be resolved with one breath worth <laughs> because people are like, is this going to work for me? We have a medical, medical minded system is like, can I take a pill for that? You can't take a pill for any of these. Well, you can actually, <laughs> there's pills for all of them, but they're never going to get to the root cause. Is this going to help me with feeling vis invisible unless I'm needed? Yes, it will. This work will, this event is just day one. The question is, are you going to commit to being a cycle breaker? Otherwise, you're going to be feeling invisible unless you're needed. Even though you know it's a trauma response here, you're still going to repeat it. You can't circumvent that. I was almost ready for a full frontal lobotomy. Yeah, I had one dude who I worked with who was suicidal. We started working together and uh, he had done electrocution. He was so depressed. He was like, I, I'm so desperate that his emotional pain and anxiety were so horrible that he was doing shock treatments. And I was like, holy crap, you have shock treatments. And then we did this. He's like, oh my God, there was nothing wrong with me. I just had these trauma responses I hadn't addressed. Holy crap. Why didn't anyone tell me? And then after three months of working together, he's like, well, I got great news. My daughter totally notices a difference and suicide is now off the table. So I, I don't want to end my life anymore. It's not a thought anymore. Cool. Is the work done? No, he's in his fifties and he just started three months. So this is an ongoing thing. So the question here is, um, why do we think we actually love the person we're trauma bonding with? The attachment is so intense. Why? I got an answer for that because it's not them that you're in love with. It's you're attracting somebody who is helping. It's kind of like an unresolved issue with a parent. So you're pulled towards what's familiar. And during the love bombing phase, Lisa, what's happening is in the trauma bonded relationship, the narcissist strikes a deal and says, I'm going to love you like your mother never did. And in exchange, you're going to do the same for me. I'm going to love bomb the shit out of you. And finally, so that finally you can love yourself 
through my eyes because you certainly don't love yourself. So I'm basically love bombing, love bombing, love bombing. And then it's not them that you fall in love with. It's yourself. It's the idealized version of yourself because you don't love yourself. And that's all of us. And it's all comes down to this. And that was what I went through. So that's the reason why I know is because I lived it. And I, that's why it was keeping me from having secure relationship. Here's other adult behaviors from these trauma, trauma responses, deprioritizing your own needs. That's the fawn response. Needing to prove oneself constantly. That was me. Tolerates abusive behavior as a reflection of how one feels about oneself. How many of you guys can relate to this? Attracts the narcissistic codependent cycle. Interestingly enough, usually at the beginning, the codependent starts off as the narcissist. The narcissist starts off as the codependent. Once attachment is made, you shift. The narcissist becomes a narcissist. And then once the attachment, because it's it reminds you of a past that you're trying to complete, you're attached, you become obsessed, you become the codependent slash borderline. And this is the dance. <laughs> it's the dance. And most places you go through, you know, the narc abuse survivor forums all are all about pointing fingers rather than looking in, inside of themselves. Not to play, lay fault or blame, but to heal. Does this make sense? The second that you commit, watch for that trauma response showing up because I hear that a lot. It sounds great because you're feeling jazzed up, but the second that you commit to something, the obstacle shows up, watch out for that. That's why I wanted to share this with you. People always say, Dr. Nima, can I talk? Can we get on a call? Because I want to talk. What they want to do is they want to vent like they did at their therapist's office, whereas this is not about that. Why don't you show up at the event and let me tell you about your life because it's everybody's life. It's wiser for us to do that. And the key here is, unless we heal this, it's going to lead to chronic pain and illness and nothing in the medical field can get to the root cause. The pain and the illness is the outcome, is, the, is kind of the downstream issue. That's why I'm here, I'm a chiropractor. I'm teaching this to you because for 20 years I was in an office going, something's not right here. Something, I'm not getting to it. People are like, you're a chiropractor. What right do you have? I'm telling you, I'm a chiropractor and I saw the end result of the unresolved attachment traumas. These attachment distress responses that are left in your body through no fault of your own. All of this resolves when you heal. It's hard work and it's painful to do the work, but not doing the work is effing unbearable. So my invitation again for you is you show up at the event and let me tell you about your life. 